0: I'm reminded of the truth that so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Is there an amen? And so many people can quote that verse, but they, they struggle to remember what the verse after it is. For he did not send his son to condemn the world, but to save it. The heart of God to save, to rescue, to redeem, to restore, to build up, to strengthen and encourage. We're just going to take a few minutes in the midst of this to quickly look at the prophetic. Because in the presence of the Lord here tonight, we need to be reminded that everyone can prophesy. But we have to understand the context of that. Is that right? I remember for me, one of the the first things that was ever spoken into my life was about the prophetic gift. And after like 27, 28 years, I've seen the prophetic used for amazing things that have set people free. But I've also seen it used or misused that has caused such hurt. And because of that, so many people shy away. We have different parts of Christianity that says the prophetic is gone, prophecy is finished, tongues are finished. It's not true. Sometimes we can shut things down because of the fear and because of the hurt. But God wants to remind us tonight that we can all prophesy. Is there an amen? In Acts 2, and Peter was speaking and he says, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel, and it will be in the last days, says the Lord, that I will pour out my spirit on all people. Come on, oh, and they, uh, then your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. I will even pour out my spirit on servants. And in those days, both men and women, and they will prophesy. I'm so proud of Cara Lee getting up and sharing that tonight. Doing something that I haven't seen her do before. <laughs> Isn't it good? Sure. But we need some shape to this. We need to we need to put some shape to this to avoid confusion, to avoid even hurt. And Paul gives us a lot of that shape in one chapter, 1 Corinthians 14, straight after the love chapter. And he starts off the chapter by saying, pursue love. Can you say pursue love? And eagerly desire spiritual gifts. Pursue love. And eagerly desire spiritual gifts. Eagerly. Eagerly desire spiritual gifts. It's not wrong. If the motivation is love, if love is the motivation, pursue love, it's not wrong to eagerly desire spiritual gifts. Especially that you may prophesy. Wow, there it is. For the person who speaks in another tongue is not speaking to people but to God. Since no one understands him, he speaks mysteries in the spirit. On the other hand, the person who prophesies speaks to people for their their strengthening, for their encouragement and their comfort. Or some translations would say edification, exhortation and comfort. It goes on to say in verse 12, so you also, since are zealous for spiritual gifts, seek to excel in building up one another. That's the essence of, prophesying, uh, to, of a prophecy. Paul said in verse 5 of uh, 1 Corinthians 14, I wish that all of you could speak in tongues, but I would rather that you prophesy. Because the shape of it is that the, the speaking in tongues is the edification of self in the spirit. But to prophesy is to edify a brother or sister in Christ. Is there an amen? No wonder the enemy goes after such gifts. Because he he doesn't want believers to edify one another in the Lord. He loves it when people pull each other down and they do all kinds of other stuff. He doesn't love it when we we get something in the spirit to edify and build up one another. Amen. So let's pursue love. And let's eagerly desire spiritual gifts. Especially the gift of prophecy that builds one another up in the Lord. Now there's structure and there's order and we won't go there tonight because we'll be here for too long. One, uh, one, uh, verse 26 of 1 Corinthians 14. What shall we say, brothers and sisters? Whenever you, plural, come together, each one has a hymn, a teaching, a revelation, a tongue or interpretation. Everything is to be done for the building up Of the body. I love Sunday nights. Sometimes I think we should do Sunday night every Sunday night. Oh, well, that means I'd have three people turn up with me. Because there's such a freedom. There's such, I mean, I'm not saying we don't have a freedom in the mornings. But there's just this stripping away where we just come and we worship. And people can just feel free to grab the microphone and share something. And it flows. Oh. There's a hunger. Did you feel that tonight? Sure. Hello. More. Could <laughs> feel the draw on heaven. Sure. <laughs>
1: Oh! Oh! Oh. Oh.
0: Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh! Can I finish this first, Peter? Wait till Adrian's here on Sunday. You'll just you'll have fun with her next week. Uh, anyway, sorry, let me get back to verse four. That's verse four. That's where we start. I think we have a problem in with prophecy because someone is shaking in their boots thinking I can't get stuff like that I can't get words of knowledge I can't get that all you know all that stuff I don't understand that and and I can't get it well God says that he didn't give us a spirit of fear or a spirit of timidity maybe you need to declare that over yourself tonight I have not a spirit of fear. I have no spirit of timidity, but I have power, love, and a sound mind in Christ. Amen? That's who you are. Show. Let's focus on this part because Paul is saying, I want you to prophesy. Okay? So let's just... Fix on verse four because there's a whole nother realm of the prophetic. That's like a level up in verse six. It says, If I come to you speaking in other tongues, how will it benefit you unless I bring to you revelation, a word of knowledge, prophecy, or teaching? That's a whole nother place. We see, we have people amongst us, sorry to sing single you out, Sue, but we have people like Sue amongst us who are recognized prophetically to bring those kinds of things. And we look at that and go, well, I can't do what Sue could do or I can't do what Tim does or I can't. We need to stop that stuff. Steve said this morning, when we're faithful with the little, God gives us more. So let's start with verse 4 because everyone can prophesy. In the context, let's start with verse 4. Tonight, promise not to go for too much longer. On the other hand, the person who prophesies speaks to people for their edification, their exhortation and their comfort. So let's just understand the Greek a little bit because we can read a word in the verse and we can move on to the next verse and we miss the depth of it. So let's understand the Greek. Exhortation. Uh, Sorry, edification, first one. Edification. In the Greek, it means to strengthen or build up or increase. Have you ever had something that has strengthened or built up a brother or sister in Christ? Have you ever had something? It may have been a verse of scripture that you just look at Jim and you have a verse of scripture and it builds him up and it strengthens him. Hands up. You see, I think we look at this, look at prophecy, at this this mystical thing that we just go, well, I couldn't get a word of knowledge about that. I couldn't tell if someone was eight years old and this happened to them or, you know, this happened when they were 10. No, 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 let's start here. Edification, building up, strengthening, increasing. That's the heart of God. Barnabas was the son of encouragement. He loved to encourage the believers. It's not that hard to say, God, just give me a verse of scripture. Or when I look at a brother or sister, that I see something of you in them and I just want to encourage them. I want to draw it out. And I want to strengthen them. I want to see them built up. I want to see them edified. Exhortation. There's a strength for this word. It's not just encouragement here. To exhort someone is a strong urging. What is the urging about? And we've heard it tonight, actually, in the spirit. It's an urging to live a holy life, a life that is set apart for Jesus it's a calling people out of where they are and where they should be in Christ it's bringing people out of where they are and encourage them in God exhorting them in God to see that they are seated with him in heavenly places and they are an overcomer they are more than a conqueror God has more for you don't waste your life by sitting in a sitting in front of a screen. God has more for you. As, you. as you respond to his call to step out of the water, you're going to see what God's, got, God's going to do. We exhort one another in love to say, come on, there's more. I can see more for you. If you can look at someone and you get a word from God that, that encourages them into, into the more, you're exhorting them. You see, I hope the fear is being stripped away right now. Oh, hang on a minute. I can prophesy. Because I see people sometimes as God sees them. And I just want to encourage them. I just want to call them into the more. All the pressure gets stripped away, doesn't it? Comfort. Edification, exaltation, and comfort. I love this one. Reminding people of the promises and the hope that they have in Christ in the midst of their circumstance. That is to comfort. When someone is carrying a burden, When you see a brother or sister going through something, and you want to bring a promise or hope from God into their circumstance. You remind them of a scripture that is stirring in your heart for them and it gives them a hope and it gives them a comfort in the midst of their circumstance. That is what it means to comfort upholding one in the midst of distress, is to comfort them. So edification, exhortation, and comfort. We're here to break fear off people, timidity off people, and to release the gift of prophecy afresh in the church. Not to call people out to the car park and speak your own things over them. Not to pull people down. But to edify, to exhort, and to comfort one another. That's where we start. And if we become faithful with that, God opens up the gift of the prophetic. That we start to see more. We start to know how to handle more. We start to see it. You know, I've been involved myself. I've gone into churches, different fellowships in our nation, and God has given me a word for them. But I had to go through the journey of the process of understanding the Father heart of God, understanding the love of God, because sometimes God says these things need to shift, my children. Some things need adjustment, but you have to go the journey. We don't have a right to just go in somewhere and point a finger. Because the kingdom of God is relational and we have a relationship with him and we have a relationship with one another. So tonight as I'm speaking about the prophetic, do you feel stirred? Do you feel like you've probably, you know what, maybe I have. Maybe I can prophesy. Maybe I just didn't understand it. Maybe there were occasions when I really felt a tug to say something to somebody And I just gave in to fear. Well, I want to anoint people tonight in the name of the Lord to see the prophetic arise in the church. Amen. So if that's you tonight, before we sing, I have no idea what the time is. It's good, isn't it? My watch broke and I haven't. I haven't replaced my watch. I'm going on Alice Springs time. When you get there, you get there. When it finishes, it finishes. But we are going to Hungry Jacks after. If anyone wants to come to Hungry Jacks over east, that's where we're going to be. Is there anybody tonight, Robert, bless you. Is there anyone else believing God's going to open spiritual ears to hear, eyes, oh to see, ho, positions us. Is your heart to edify, exhort and comfort, your brothers or sisters? Sure. Yes. I'm just going to pray and anoint these people in the name of the Lord. And if anyone's got a word, Peter, if you've got a word, Sue, if you've got something, you just want more anointing. Sure. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Lord, we want to thank you. We want to thank you, O God, that we are standing upon your word. It says, pursue love and eagerly desire spiritual gifts, especially that we would prophesy. God, we come in the, into alignment with your word. For it is written, O God, that your heart is for us to prophesy. God, I thank you that you are releasing people from fear. You are releasing them from t- um, timidity. You are re- releasing them from false teaching. God, you are releasing your people from unbelief. You are releasing them, oh God, that we would prophesy into this city and into this nation and wherever we tread, oh God, we would prophesy in Jesus' name. So...
1: Sure. Give, give, give. So give her up everything, The put her on so I'm here. Only the nation's is to you and everything to so our
2: So um, just uh, over many years, uh, my wife and I have had a lot of prophetic ministry, both come to the church that we were in, and also uh, we've spoken a lot of prophetic words. Let me just uh, say something to add to what's been said. Every Christian has an anointing. Sure. Every Christian has an anointing simply because they're a Christian. So every Christian can prophesy or every Christian can be used by God to function in any of the spiritual gifts in a corporate setting. Some people are called into one of the fivefold offices and they have an anointing for that office, teaching, apostle, evangelist, pastoral, and so on. So they operate in a different type of anointing in addition to the anointing they have as a believer. <clears throat> you can ask God to gift your anointing and increase it, which is what we're hearing about tonight. So you can you cannot have um, a history of being prophetic, but you can ask him to give you that anointing, and as you seek it, opportunities will come and be released. As you get anointed with oil for a gifting, it doesn't stop with the anointing. It it continues as we continue to ask God to increase the anointing. And through worship, through prayer, through tongues, that sort of release increases and grows, as we've been hearing from different people tonight. God's inviting us to grow in the anointing that he wants to give us. A believer's anointing, and specifically tonight, the focus is on the prophetic anointing. And with the prophetic anointing, uh, my experience is, I see more than I hear. You see in the spirit, you just, for example, tonight in the service, I've been seeing corridors heading upwards to like a sunrise, a sense of glory. What does that mean? Well, I think it means there's an invitation to step down corridors of power show, oh. corridors of power that will lead to anointing. And so the anointing with oil is good, but it's the journey that you embark on after that, both with your believer's anointing and if it's going to be a prophetic anointing, long-term. It's important to remember And you don't necessarily hear, you might just see a vision, corridors leading upward, corridors of power. So you ask the Lord, Lord, can I walk those corridors? Help me to take that journey. Help me to move upwards. I hope that helps you.
1: Thank you.